Good afternoon. This is Bill Gross, the LA probate expert, and this is our Thursday afternoon probateweekly.com probate call, where we get together and talk about all things probate real estate, whether you're a brand new investor, wholesaler, real estate agent, uh, or um, attorney or vendor to the probate space. We get together every Thursday, four o'clock, and talk about all things probate real estate. I'm really excited to have today um, a guy I've known. He's a, he's a fellow real estate agent. We've shared some some business in the past, but he's really a superstar real estate agent who is doing a great job in the probate space. And we are colleagues in a um, mastermind group or an online group. And so I invite him here to share some success to us. So uh, Randy Milmeister from Las Vegas, Nevada. Randy, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me, Bill. Um, and so, you know, I think I mistakenly told people you're from Northern California. I didn't mean to... Uh, undersell you. So uh, tell us a little bit, before we get started in the, in the probate part, tell me a little bit about you as far as uh, where you grew up and how you get into real estate and then how you get into the probate space. Definitely. So I was born in LA, but we moved here when I was a kid here to Las Vegas uh, in 1979. So I basically grew up here in Las Vegas, started in real estate 17, 18 years ago. I, you know, I, I did a deal because when I was a broker in a different lifetime, uh, I did a deal probably eight, nine, ten years ago because I had a an attorney come in the office and and talk to the company. He ended up referring a probate back to me uh, for having him uh, introduce him to the uh, to my office, and that was my first probate deal. It was about eight years ago, wow. and and since then, uh, you know, I I did some training. I had other friends. I've been coached with Mike Barry for about twelve years. Other friends in the organization. Uh, had mentioned a couple of times, hey, Randy, you got to come out, let's say, to California. This, uh, there's this great probate class. Uh, I'm telling you, you should, you should get involved. And I went. I went uh, a couple of times uh, to, in Southern California, a guy named Mike Torres, uh, who's a really smart uh, probate guy, did some, some training. Uh, but I, for whatever reason, I, I never got all the way in in terms of training and working, prospecting, marketing with probate uh, until a few years ago. And over the years, I would tell myself, okay, this year, I'm, I'm, I, I want to go all in. But when I wanted to make that decision, I also wanted to have a, a probate-specific coach, and I couldn't find any. Uh, Mike Torres was, was going to offer coaching a few years ago. That didn't really pan out. And I'll tell you, this is an interesting, well, I think it's funny story. Uh, about, about three years ago, I, and I was just pissed off. I was like, dang it, I can't find a probate coach. And so I'm in the office on a Saturday. Uh, you know, the only one there is, is anyone knows how real estate people work. And uh, I'm just doing some admin. And I'm just, I just want to play something in the background, uh, just like some kind of, you know, YouTube or training. And by accident, I found Chad Corbett in, in ATL. I think it was an interview with, with David Pinnell. This is like three or four years, three and a half years ago. And I, it was just supposed to be background noise. But it was so compelling, I started listening, and because of that, changed my uh, uh, direction of focus and started to really, well, Chad and ATL offer the coaching, and here we are, dozens of listings uh, later, and uh, I feel pretty good where I'm going. Good for you. So let me just kind of pack a little bit for those who are newer. So Mike Torres has a probate program, I think it's called MTI Education, where he has... Uh, an education component a bit, and I would say coaching, but they do some education and they have a Facebook group to kind of, you know, a mastermind group and they sell data, very common, uh, very well known. 
He mentioned all the leads.com, which sells data, sells marketing material, does coaching as well. Their former head coach, Chad Corbett, that's who uh, Ray said he met, has since left and started his own company, Probate Mastery. He doesn't sell data, but he does kind of coach. And for my money, is the best coach in the probate space. And so he's the person that I launched my business with back when he was with all the leads and still now kind of follow him and, and work with him closely and talk to him today, as a matter of fact. So, um, and you also mentioned Mike Ferry. And I think that's important to know that because you came through the Mike Ferry system, you have a certain approach to business that might be different than the standard Chad Corbett approach to probate. Is that fair to say? A hundred percent. There's a there's a big and serious and significant advantage uh, because of the training I had with with MFO, my very organization, of phone prospecting. But it's more than phone prospecting. The bottom line is it's communication, uh, communication communication skills, whether it's on the phone, in person. And here, let me let me <laughs> I got to share this with you, and I, because I think it's related. Uh, I ran back to the office just now to be on time for you. Thank you. I was, you're welcome. I was running back from an appointment uh, that I set yesterday from door knocking. I was door knocking around a sale that closed last week uh, that I got from door knocking two months ago around another sale. The initial sale was a probate. So why is that important? Well, that probe, because of the, the, you mentioned the skills and I'm going to tie it all in. Because of my phone prospecting skills, because of Chad's training, ATL, all of the training cumulative, uh, where I understand probate and to help me communicate with PRs, attorneys, executors. I was able to get that initial probate listing, sold it for 600,000, which in Las Vegas is, I know you might not get out of bed for that, but $600,000 is, is a lot of money in Las Vegas. I'll get out of bed for $600,000 listing, I promise okay. you, even early. So, yeah, uh, so that turned into door knocking an $850,000 sale from last week and went back to door knock the neighborhood again. And that, the, that was the appointment I just came from, the house across the street he needs to sell. Uh, so all of those skills of doing the Mike Ferry work uh, combined with the attitude and approach that I've learned from Chad and, and ATL uh, is, is, has given me a serious advantage, yes. And so again, lots to unpack. Um, and because I've been around Randy and the Mike Ferry organization as well, Mike Ferry has been, I think he's the longest and like the original real estate agent coach. And more importantly, I believe, really instills the discipline of daily lead generation that a lot of agents struggle with, right? In, in our business, the most important thing is generating business. And Mike Ferry really preaches and, and has systems to encourage agents to, you know, either cold call on the phone or door knock. Uh, for three hours a day looking for leads. And that's what Randy's talking about. And so is that something you still do to this day? You still door knock and or phone call daily or? Every day, if uh, you talk to my coach, she would say not as much as I should. Uh, <laughs> because uh, because there, there's the businesses out there. And, and let me say that, how do I present this? That in addition to the, let's say the, let's say there are skills, there are communication skills. Something that, that really has set apart or impacted my business more than anything else in the last couple of years uh, is the, how do I say, the, like the empathy component that, that Chad teaches. Because for me, my personality style is analytical, so I'm um, a lot of times formal, uh, business-oriented. It's, sometimes it's just hard for over the years, over my lifetime, to really relate and whatever skills I have to build rapport 
however, their training uh, has to kind of solve that problem for me where finally I got it. Even though I might've heard it a hundred times from my other coaches over the years, sometimes we need to hear something a little different for somebody else to say, oh yeah, that's, that's it. Now I get it. Now it resonates. And, and that's, that's been a big difference. So quick plug, who's your coach at Mike Ferry? Uh, Kathy Schweitzer. She's uh shoot. I think she's in Michigan or she's in Boston now. She was in Michigan. So and Kathy's been around for uh, a long time. She's an OG, Mike Ferry. I remember the name from back oh, in the you know, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. And so again, I think I think one of the key things about success in probate is it's not that there's one way to do it. And I I don't sell coaching and I don't sell data. I just work with other agents, look for referrals, try to build my team, building a network of real estate agents across the country. Uh, currently, I have a, a team member in Florida and Georgia. We're expanding nationwide, but I I just I just enjoy talking about probate. But but Randy's way is different and not for everybody. And, and not everybody has the discipline and the uh, focus to do it. But if you do, it's like throwing gasoline on the fire uh, to take it into the probate space. So let's talk a bit. When you got into probate as part of your lead generation system, did you go all in on probate or did you add probate on top of um, expireds or for sale by owners? Or how did you mix in the change into the probate space? Yeah, great question. So. Uh, expires at all have always been 40, 50, 60% of my business, let's say over the last 12 years, new and old expires. Mm-hmm. On top of that, my database, uh, past clients, people I know here in town, uh, in addition, less often than probably I should, uh, because look, it gets hot here in Las Vegas. You know, I go, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I don't knock around my listings and sales. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so, uh, two and a half years ago or three years ago, even though I've been telling myself, I need to, I really need to, to add probate in a significant way. Um, it, so I, it, when I started with ATL, I said, I'm just going to follow their program. I, they know better than me. They've tried this out. I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. And that's why I was saying earlier, how important it is for me to have a coach. I'm like, either I could try to figure, I know I could figure it out, but it's going to take me five years or I can get a coach and figure and get it right in three months. It's been an evolution over the last couple of years. I, I learned something new every day. And I'll tell you, your interviews with attorneys have also, I almost every one of your interviews, I'll write down some notes that I start to use in my everyday communication with, with the interviews you do with attorneys. So, so Thanks. You've, you've really helped a lot too. Uh, but going back to the question, so I followed their system, which is sending out a letter the first month, a letter the second month, a letter the third month, and calling. Uh, what I found is, look, nobody likes necessarily likes to call, likes to prospect in general, uh, whether it's expires or, you know, just listed to soul or what do they call it? Uh, calling around a neighborhood. Circle uh, prospecting. Circle prospecting, yeah. So nobody necessarily likes that. I, I don't like it. What I like, and I've connected the dots because of my work over the years, is helping people, which is great. Better for me and my family are the checks that come at the end of selling a property. Uh, so I've connected those dots and uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of, I don't want to ramble too much. I, I, I think that was part of the question, but yeah, I just followed their system and I built on that since. And so what percentage today is probate prospecting versus what percentage of prospecting time or lead generation time is the others door knocking or whatever else you do? Yeah. So it's probate now is probably thir- about a third of okay. my prospecting and probably a third of my listings now. Uh, I'm working, I would like to get that to 50%. And let me tell you 
by it was just such great timing that it started two and a half years ago because we had the lockdown, the pandemic. Yeah. At that time, there were people, if someone lived in a house, and I know in California is even uh, more challenging. If you had a resident living in a house, it was very difficult, if not impossible to show, or they didn't want to show the house, or they're just going to wait to sell the house. With probate, uh, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, look, we're all going to die. Uh, people die. It's, you know, I, I have this conversation. I kind of tell people I'm in the death business now uh, because a lot of my business, good, bad, right, or wrong, revolves around that. The point of all that is that these properties, in most cases, are going to be vacant and they need to be sold. Uh, so the motivation is there and the, uh, the inventory is there. And these families, attorneys, trustees, guardians, executors, administrators, they need someone great, not just great at real estate, but they need someone to be able to come in, in some cases, hold their hand and, and help them get to the next season of life. And that's something I uh, have continued to work on, but but appreciate just having uh, uh, the, I guess the skills and the and the effort uh, to help those families because the results are even more than the checks. Now, one of the questions I've wanted to ask you when we first talked about bringing you on, um, I have a theory that that really success is not just about doing one thing and another thing; it's about doing maybe two things that are going to work together to create a third thing. So uh, do you find that working in the probate space as a third of your time makes you more effective on the other two thirds? you find that the two thirds of the other prospecting makes you more effective with the probate? A hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. just, uh, I mentioned this earlier, I'll say it again because it's important. I just, my personality is just, you know, I'm not a necessarily a, a expressive and, and fun person. Not saying that's important for probate. What is important in probate is to be relatable, uh, to uh, to come along uh, and, and Chad, even though I've heard this from other coaches and trainers, but it was in a, it was Chad's training that really resonated with me of offering, say, basically, how can I help you? What can I do? What in the world can I do to, to help you in your situation? And having that attitude and approach has helped me, like you said, in the other sources that I work. And it just seems like like now, uh, and I remember I had a great broker years ago say, yeah, you wanna get to a point in your business where people just wanna work with you, where it's not such right. a grind, where you're just going right. after people in the hardcore sales. Right. And be, because of, of working with probate and what it's taught me, uh, it's, it's brought me to a, a part in my business maturity where People just want to work with me. It's e it's easier in instead of where I think of five, 10 years ago, where it felt like I was not fighting with the clients, but but fighting to get business. Right. Does that make sense? No, 100%. Look, I think if you, you should get to a point in your, in your business where people, you want to work with certain people and they want to work with you. And if they don't, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm pretty yeah. busy. You know, I'd, I'd like more, but I'd rather not get business with people that I don't want to work with or they don't want to work with me and don't appreciate and respect what I do. So uh, 100%. Um, and the other way I, I explain this to real estate agents is, you know, if you want to be a great basketball player, you know, I was decent in, in uh, grade school, high school. You know, I imagine you have to lift a lot of weights. You got to run a lot and real fast. And you have to shoot a lot of baskets. And sometimes I think realtors say, well, can I just be a great realtor by just lifting weights? Well, no, you still got to run. You still got to shoot some baskets. You might do more weightlifting than the other guy and be stronger or run more and be faster or be like Steph Curry and shoot better. 
but you've got to do all three some degree. And as real estate oh. agents, we have to be great at selling houses to be successful at selling probate. It's a combination of those factors, I think, overall. What was the, when you moved into the probate space, what was the hardest part? You had done one, it sounds like, when you started, which gives you a big advantage. What was the hardest part in adding kind of that, that leg to your, to your real estate business? You know, it's, uh, the first thought that comes to mind uh, was my own mindset. Meaning, you know, when I've been calling expireds, I don't, I never had a problem with that, that with, some of them are going to get upset and some of them are going to get mad. When I was listening, because I went back and I listened to almost every call in the uh, database that ATL had. I, I wanted to be trained. It, I, I really wanted everything they had to offer. And every other call, someone would come on and with the, the thought in our head, which probably all of us might have, we make up, look, we make up shit in our head. That's what happens is that, well, shoot, I don't want to call someone who just lost a loved one, who lost a spouse, because isn't it ambulance chase? Isn't it, you know, aren't they going to be upset that I'm, you know, just, just going after uh, a, a sale or, or a deal or something? And uh, so that was, so I needed to get through that through my head that even if that happened, that's okay. Uh, I can't control what other people think, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do to, to, uh, to work in this source and to learn what I need to do so people don't think of me that way. And I'll tell you, now I've been prospecting two and a half years, loan prospecting, uh, it's only maybe one out of a hundred people that are in any way upset. I'll tell you, it's probably 50% of the people thank me uh, when we get off our initial call and almost, shoot, I think every family executive administrator that I've helped uh, at the end said, wow, that I, I really appreciated you. And I'll share this another story uh, because I also hear, and this is more common than any, is that a lot of even MFO agents who would work probate don't want to call surviving spouses. They say, well, hold on, that, that, that seems a little too much. And I, and I get it. I get it because why would, because we can, again, make shit up in our head that, well, the spouse is just going to keep the house. They're not going to move. So let me share a story. Six months ago, I called a lady. Her name is Janelle. And, uh, and it, she was very emotional. I mean, this was this was very, very tough for her. her she's probably in her 50s. Her husband just died it is an accident, you know, all of a sudden, uh, not expected. Uh, so I went and met with her. And she had uh, one of the, her attorneys, one of the top uh, attorneys in town. And in many cases, they will refer one of the agents that they work with. Uh, so I knew that going in. But when I met with Janelle, uh, I was able to just connect with her. And... And she needed help. I mean, she was really, and I'm not exaggerating, she was in tears, I think, all of the time I was, at, I was with her, even at the initial appointment, when I called her on the phone, when I sent my photographer, my photographer called me and said, hey, she's, uh, you know, she's, she's crying. And so I knew it was important that for me to work with her because I know that I would take great care of her. I, I knew the care she needed and I knew that right. I could do it, not only handling the real estate part, uh, but just just being compassionate and as Chad, which is empathetic of what she's going through. Look, at, at any point, you know, we've all lost somebody. You know, my mom passed a, a few years ago. It's just a weird feeling when someone close passes, uh, passes away. So I, we all should understand that feeling that that reaching out to those people, if we're coming with the right intention, uh, right. Is, is in the end going to help them if if we are, we have the, the skills and experience to, to provide that help. Uh, so she, and even after, and we're, I 
stay in touch with her. We, you know, we sold the house six, seven months ago, uh, but I stay in touch with her because that's, that was part of what I got involved with To Oh, and let me back up. So why would she sell? Uh, she's a surviving spouse here, her house is here in Henderson. Um, well, because she's alone in town. Her kids are in uh, Arizona. She doesn't necessarily know what she's gonna do with the next season of life. She didn't expect this. Uh, so I keep in touch to see how I can help her continue to, to move forward. Uh, and all of, all of that is important for, I, I feel, working in this, in this particular niche. Yeah, I mean, some spouses want to move. You, you gave a reason. She had no reason to stay. That's a reason. Some want to move because too many memories at that house. They raised their family there, and they just want to move up to something different just to be able to move forward. And I think the bottom line is when an agent says that, they're saying, I'm just an average realtor, and I call people just to grab some checks from them. I'm scared they won't like me. If you believe you're the best person, even if you're brand new, the best person to help the prospect they filed the probate because they need help. They need to sell a house. Why not you? Why, if you know, if you believe you're great at what you do and you should in any business, then why not you? Why leave them to the average realtor? That's what I love when attorneys say to me, "Most realtors are so incompetent." I go, "Yeah, that's right. Competition. <laughs> I just have to beat them most of the time. I'm pretty good shape." You're you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, let's knock out some questions here. We've got a bunch of people on the call. Sure. And, you know, my, my Zoom uh, license, I have the paid version, only goes to 100 people. So uh, we actually maxed out. Randy, you're a big wow. draw. I think, it was, right. I think it was your face on the, the <laughs> thumbnail that got all the traffic here, <laughs> yeah. the, the eye candy for the ladies here. So Rami asks on you, our YouTube, uh, run through a sample door knocking scenario that you might do for a probate lead. So do you door knock uh, specifically probates as well? Do you mix them into your door knocking? Or how, how would you do that? That, that's a great question. So I, I have not door knocked probate. Well, I have gone to knock on doors of administrators or executors, but they're not there when I'm there. So uh, in, in Las Vegas, so in our market, in the Las Vegas Henderson mar market, we work the whole city. So, so I found, it doesn't mean I, I wouldn't, but, but I found, you know, driving in a half an hour to a house, even if it's on my way somewhere and getting out, knocking on the door, waiting, and, and I'll leave a note um it, it hasn't worked out for me i think it's a good idea to do to do um but it 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 hasn't been uh, hasn't been a, a good use of my time i think it's a good idea but what i would say is what i would say on the phone is hi i you know i understand you're the personal representative of a probate for john doe uh, i have a team of people here in town to help families going through the probate process uh, a lot of families need help outside what the attorney can do for example uh do you need any help uh, with any real estate. I think to help Rami, I know agents who door knock as their primary prospecting for expireds, and they'll say there's not enough of them, and one way to add a few more houses is to add the probate ex, uh, properties in the mix, because just to drive to probate, there's not enough of them in most right. cases to be productive time-wise. But if you're going to go out door knock and add in uh, some other type of properties, including probate, makes it more productive as long as you know what you're door knocking. And I also know that you, you, generally speaking, when you door knock, if you drive into a strategic property, you got to hit five or ten houses around it each time, or you just won't talk to enough people per hour to be successful. Driving from distressed to distressed or expired to expired is a losing proposition in most markets because there's just not enough people home. Uh, and the other thing, when I coach uh, agents at door knocking, they always will call me back and say, I, I door knocked 100 doors and there's only 25 people at home. And I say, right. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but you talk to 25 people, that's the goal. Right. So uh, 
Um, okay, good. good. Great question. Um, we've got a bunch of questions here. I'm sorry. We got kind of caught up here, which I enjoy. Um, okay. So uh, if I buy the taxes on a property, can I legally go in and renovate to satisfy the adverse possession? Wow, that's a whole piece there. Eddie uh, asked a question. An adverse possession is a separate area of the law. Um, and, and I'm going to say, Eddie, it also depends on what state you're in. Do you get involved with any adverse possessions, Randy? Because they're kind of related to some degree. No? No, nothing. Yeah. I, I kind of, the investors are playing probate, and the attorneys kind of playing probate, kind of play in that space as well. Uh, and if you're doing that space, call me offline. Maybe I can help you if there's something specific you're working on. Um, Passed away with no litigation with a girlfriend. He didn't want her to have anything. Yeah, Debbie brings up a point. Do you get involved in these, uh, Randy, where you have these family members who come out of the woodwork and there's, where there's an old friend who insists the toolbox is theirs or the, the, the personal property of some sort is theirs and they start bickering over. They say he told me I could have this, but it's not in the will or it's not in the, uh, the administrator doesn't agree to that. Do you get in, in those phone calls and those kind I of uh, situations? I have, and what I tell them, the, the family members, is is the only person that I can talk to about the estate is yeah. is the personal representative. Because yeah. yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I just started getting phone calls from different people saying, "Hey, what's going on with the house? How much money is going to be left over?" And it, it was strange. So I called the personal the PR, and she said, "Oh, my brother's a drunk. Don't tell him anything." Um, and then in the oh, man, this turned. And I told the brother, I said, "Look, I can't talk to you." He started calling my office and everybody in my office, and and so I had to tell him, you know, I, I had to tell him, "Do not call me, or you know, it, it, it's going to be a problem." So, uh, but it, in most cases, uh, well, it's only happened a few times, but I just say the only person I can talk to is is the PR. Yeah, I mean, there, we have a responsibility to our client, and we're part of that is not to talk to other parties and give them information. So um, it's funny how many people ask about door knocking scripts. I get that all the time, like as if the script is the magic. True or false, Randy, the key to door knocking is actually knocking on doors. It's not the script. Yeah, taking action, taking action. Because look, it doesn't, I mean, really knocking on a door, you just say, hi, I, you know, I just sold a house down the street. There's, I believe in scripts. I'm a script guy. Uh, I don't take, you know, 10 years ago, I would take a script with me and to door knock. Um, but now it's just, it's more of a conversation. Um, if I already, I mentioned earlier what I would say if I was at the door for probate, uh, what I would say at the door for one of my sales is, Hey, I just sold your neighbor's house down the street. I wanted to share the information with everyone in the neighborhood. Uh, do you have any thoughts, questions I could help you with today? I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I think I would say, you know, as Mike Ferry says, the script is the outline of a conversation. Right. The script will empower you to feel comfortable at the door knock, but I always tell people, if you just go ahead and knock on some doors, you'll figure it out. Don't, don't let that hold you back. Um, so do you, you mentioned that you do mailers. Do your mailers go to the personal representatives? Do you mail to the attorneys or do you do both? Yes, right now I'm mailing to personal representative. Well, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years uh, with attorneys. And I've, I've made it one of my top goals this year to get in referral, more referral relations. Well, actually, to, to add two attorney referral relationships per quarter this year, which um, I, I'm a little bit ahead of that goal. Uh, if, so just if we're going to focus on attorneys here for a minute, uh, what I was doing to, to get in relationship with attorneys is that once I took a listing with a PR, whatever attorney on the, was on the file, I would, at the end of the transaction, say, hey, great working with you. I'd really like to come and, and meet with you. Uh, get to know you and your practice a little bit better and, and see how we can help each other. So I did that, you know, and I started working probate end of 2019. So really beginning 2020 when we started the pandemic. 
the first, and I just remember this stat because I talk about it with other friends who work probate, is the first, you know, I contacted five attorneys who I worked with on a transaction. Uh, three of them said, okay, you can come to our office, you know, wear a mask. Uh, and two of them turned into referral relationships who I am working with today, who probably wow. at least once a quarter, sometimes there's one who we refer back and forth almost once a month. Uh, from someone I met two years ago on a file. This quarter now, I'll say in the last couple of months, I'm now turning, going into the next step or next level with attorneys. And that's, even if I don't have a transaction, if I see them on a file, I'm calling. And, and what I just said, say, hey, I saw you are working on this file. Uh, I work a lot, you know, help a lot of families and with probate, I'd like to come meet with you, know a little more about your practice and, and see how we can help each other. And I did that last week because I've been telling myself, man, I got to call him. I got to call him. And even as experienced and as thousands and tens of thousands of calls I've made, there's still some hesitation on working a new source, even though I've been working probate and I feel, I really feel I'm the best in town and uh, to help families in probate. I have not reached out to attorneys other than the ones I've worked with. So finally, just this last, really this last couple months, I, I got to call him and I said, I have two appointments with attorneys next week. And appointments, are you going to their office and meet with them? Are you taking the well, lunch? Office, What's a... I don't want to go to lunch with anybody. Um, That's so funny, neither do I. <laughs> well, <laughs> really. Like, what? I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it's funny for me to say this, but going back to my personality side, like, I don't necessarily like people, you know? Um, I like to hang out with my wife when I'm not working. You know, I hang out with my wife at home or we go do a lot of fun stuff. I'm a raver. We go to big rave festivals. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to hang out with somebody I don't know for an hour. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I'll tell you, you know, I said, Hey, I'm going to be near your office next week. I want to stop by for 10 minutes, get to know you, introduce myself, and I will see if we can help, help each other. And that's, that's all I want to do. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. You know, I, I mean, I'm married. I have a daughter and a grandson who comes by almost daily and loves spending time with them. But my favorite hobbies are swimming and reading books. So I'm not exactly <laughs> a social butterfly. Um, uh, Angela asks, and look, for those who are brand new, to question, uh, brand new to probate, to real estate, feel free to ask questions. Um, Angela asks, who's a personal representative? And so just real quick, personal representative is a person who files the, the court for the right to dispose of the property of the person who passed. So the personal representative could be a, a family member, could be a friend, could be a creditor, a business relationship, or disinterested party, but it's the person who's filing the probate and looking for the court to give them authority to act as the executor or the uh, administrator of the estate, which would allow them to sell the property. Um, Eric asks, um, how long attorneys to work with investors? Well, are, are you an investor as well, Randy? Or are you strictly a real estate sales? I am an investor and I'm starting uh, my first development multifamily. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't approach attorneys as an investor because I don't wanna pigeonhole myself as I'm just you know, looking to get a deal. Uh, to answer the, the question, I think there, from my experience of other people that I work with, that there are attorneys who like to have investors on their roster that they can call yeah. and say, hey, we have this problem property. We need an investor to come in and, and help us out here. So I, I, I believe that attorneys are willing, uh, but I don't take that approach um, because I, I, I just want to say, hey, what is it? that I can help you with. If you need an investor, I can be that or have people to do that. Uh, but I'm, I'm just there to see how I can uh, fit into work with attorneys. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would say some some attorneys love working with investors. Some don't. I know Alan Nicoletti in Florida goes to real estate investment events all the time. That's the way he builds his business. And so there there are some attorneys that are really comfortable with investors and others who aren't. Um, and by the way, the uh, I Don't Like Lunch apparently is a popular hit here. A bunch, uh-huh. of, a bunch of comments on the YouTube channel on that one. Um, so a question from Rami. Uh, Randy asks, he asked Randy, um, what's your best advice for a new probate real estate specialist without resources, without a network? Um, should they invest in a coach from the beginning? Should they see Chad Corbett? Should they see me? I'm not coaching anybody, so I'm not an answer to that. Though I'm glad to have you on the call and try to help you. What's just somebody's brand new? Or what, I'm sure you get approached by new agents did, in your office or company. What do you recommend them to do? Yeah, so I, I answer this question probably once every other week. Uh, yeah. The first thing I say is, yeah, go to ATL. If you're if you're not actively working the source, meaning if you're not going to be on the phone every day, you don't need a coach. Uh, but right. there are, you know, with YouTube now. Uh, and with ATL, they have, they've saved all of their calls for, I think, going back to 2015. And I'll tell yeah. you, that's how I started. I would go to the dog park, you know, take my dog, walk around for an hour and listen to those calls. Or if you, I'm driving around still today, I listen to your calls. I, li- you know, I told you, I, I'm not able to make you live calls, but I go, I listen to your recordings and I'll tell all of you, and I've said it, this is probably the third time I've said it, your interviews with attorneys are, I don't think there's anything else out there that is comparable. You, you ask the best questions. The attorneys you bring on are transparent and uh, and answer. So I would, I would go back to the Bills YouTube and watch all those. But yeah, I, I would, I would, for me, because I'm, I'm, it's a challenge for me to dive in unless I understand what I'm doing, kind of. Uh, yeah, I would go to, to listen to the catalog of, and just go on YouTube. And, I, and something I've made the mistake of in my career is pigeon, like, uh, being too focused on one particular trainer, uh, even though there's obviously going to be the best, I think Chad's the best in the probate space, um, is listen to a bunch of different people. And then and then you have a couple of, di- you know, a lot of different perspectives. And I'll, let me mm-hmm. tell you another thing you're great at, Bill. You send out a weekly email with the not only the market stats, but what's behind the market. What are the underlying conditions? And that's important, you know, because I, I talked about this uh, thing with agents is you got to understand what's going on in the market, not just supply and demand, but why is the supply low? Why is it demand? And, and that kind of resource, the point is going looking at a, a number of different resources, uh, but to, to come back to a bottom line answer for the question is yes, I would, I would watch, listen to a hundred hours of videos that are available for all of us for free online. And, uh, and 100% get a coach. It was the first thing I did. It, it was when I got a probate. I was like, I, I need, I want a coach. I don't care what the cost is because I know the value. Right. So okay, and so so you you would say yes if you can scrape the money together, put in a credit card. I know that I saw one of my coaches is Grant Cardone, who says the most important thing when you start out is uh, investing in yourself, and he recommends people to put in a credit card to get started because you're investing in the most viable asset, which is you. Now it forces you to work hard. It forces you to come through. Force you to make the phone calls and door knocking or whatever it is you're going to do. So Bill, if that pushes you, oh, I'm do sorry. I'm sorry. I, hate to, I hate to cut you off. I just remember a story and I don't want to forget it. Go ahead. I mentioned earlier on the call that I was pissed off when I when I had found on accident Chad entered the YouTube with Chad. I was pissed off because and shoot, I don't know if they're listening. I don't know if I get in trouble for this, but that other company um, told me they were going to have coaching, and I said, look. Uh, I have my credit card ready. When you guys have the coaches ready, I'm no. uh, my credit card is ready to go. No. This was 
was fall of 2019. Oh. And uh, I said, I'm ready to go. So uh, uh, they say, okay, we're ready. I'm ready to give them my credit card. And, but before that, who are the coaches? Meaning I thought I was going to get somebody who had been doing this for 10 years, done thousands of transactions, you know, whatever. Oh, we, we have these uh, two Tony Robbins coaches. Uh, okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm not looking for a life coach. Um, uh, how much probate experience do they have? Oh, well, they're trained on probate. And I was like, you asshole. I was like, I was waiting for you for six months. I, I was ready to, to give you my credit card. For, I've been waiting for you guys to have this coaching for six months. And then uh, you, you, I took like, I already have a Mike Ferry coach. I, already, I don't need another real estate or life or business or any of that coach. I want a probate specific coach. And uh, fortunately, you know, uh, I don't know, saved is a little dramatic, but finding Chad that day was, is, has been a, a life changer. Well, you know, it's the coaching industry is, is so interesting. Um, I'm not in it. I do own a, a portion of a mortgage training coach business, very specialized. But, you know, I, when I, because I'm older, I think I grew up with the idea that you should start in sales and go into management and maybe from there go into ownership. Wrong in real estate, but anyhow, big mistake career-wise. So when I, when I kind of hit that dead end uh, and, and started looking for the coaching options, and I, and I went to some of the top coaching companies in the industry. You named a couple of them without getting into it. I had credentials. I coached hundreds of agents over five years. I, I had numbers I could document the coaching calls and success I had. But when you work out their system, at the end of the day, you can't make more than $100,000 to $120,000 a year working for some of these companies. And I said, well, why would anybody ever work for you eight hours a day doing coaching to make $120,000? You know, who could afford a cut and pay? Uh, if you're successful at this business, you make a lot more than that. Why would anybody do that? And the answer is it's a business, and you have to be careful. And I think you're right to ask those questions. I, I think, you know, I, there's so much for free motivation. I would start with that person. I think you're right to point out all the leads.com has some great calls. The ATL is all the leads. And uh, Chad Corbett also has his weekly call and he records them. I think there's so much for free. I would, I would focus on that or maybe work on the motivation piece that can be much less expensive. I think Greg Cardone's. Uh, 10x growth kind just finished for 97 bucks you get all three days video that's phenomenal motivational stuff that's that would be my answer to the question but so you have two perspectives um I got a question from Kim Paran I'm not sure who that what the name is how do you find the properties in probate now I think you mentioned you subscribe to all the leads.com as your data source yeah. do you also yeah. use their mailing package or their mailing services uh, no I started to do it in-house in, in my office um, I like their letters and I like what they're doing uh, I just, you know, I, I just started to do it in house uh, a couple of years ago. Just, I don't know why. Oh, this is why, because at the time, two years ago, uh, they didn't have a way to scrub the list, meaning, you know, in any month, 75% are going to have real estate, 25% are not. Right. So I didn't want to spend money and time and energy on sending out all those letters to right. people who I was not able to help. Right. Uh, so I started doing it in house. Now they've kind of changed their system where they have a some other tier where I think they have the list scrub. But I just so that's why I I stopped uh, contracting with them to do the letters. I think also part of it is you know what I found when I was in the mailers is because I was calling I could get rid of maybe half of them. You know some people just right. they're never going to work with you for whatever reason. Well why mail to them if you're going to mail them something. It's you know it costs maybe a buck per mailer, but if you're gonna mail for six months, that's six dollars times a couple hundred. If I can cut right. that list in half, you start saving some real money and get better conversion. And I'd rather do more to 
good leads rather than throwing money away on bad leads. Yeah. So when while we're on topic, so I have a triple like a triple scrub system. So and I'll share it with you. Uh, so when I get a list, I send it. I have a, now a virtual assistant in the Philippines. First thing I do when I get a list, I send it to her. She checks it against the tax record. Um, then I call and it's, it's called through and it's scrubbed again. And so it's it's a continuous scrubbing system so that I'm just like you said, I'm not wasting my time, whether it's on, you know, making a phone call or sending a letter. So after a month or two, well, actually, and I actually have her go back because I, I also do historical letters. So sending a year out uh, is that I'll I have her scrubbing uh, lists that are more than six months old. Yeah, and I think if you're going to do that, the, you go, the lower farther you go, which is valuable, the more expensive it is if you're mailing to somebody who's, who's already right. resolved their probate, whatever the issue might be. So it's important to, to clean that. And I generally tell people as a general rule, I wouldn't call anybody I wouldn't mail to. I wouldn't mail to anybody I wouldn't call to because one plus one is three. If I'm calling and mailing, they might get my mailer before I call them. That's good news. And if they might get my phone call next to get the mailer, that's good news. And so if they remember me, so I think I try to try to use that as a general rule. Okay, so he mentions all of leads.com. I will say that on my website, on the far right, I have probate uh, data um, uh, resources. And then go down, there's a, a list of probate data sources that ha have all the, I think for me, all the probate data sources available. And I will say that it varies by county. I'm in Los Angeles, California. I mean, I'm probably the most competitive and fullest options um, they, uh, probate market in the country. I think Randy is in one of the most um, uh, competitive in terms of Las Vegas, Clark County, as well, a lot of probate activity there. But there are some counties that only have one provider. So I put the, the um, link in the chat box, and if, particularly if you're in a more remote county, you only have a couple options, and, and uh, all leads is one. They tend to be, I would call, a, a fuller service and a little higher price for the service. Um, and then there's other ones that maybe are, more, are less expensive that you might find in your county as well. Um, have you tried any other sources besides um, uh, all the leads? Are you pretty much committed and has that been working for you? No, I, I also go back to MTI for, um, for the uh, probate lists. Um, they do have, I, I don't know, if, I don't imagine it's the same people providing both, uh, but I've gone back and forth with uh, just for the leads between MTI and, and ATL. You you must feel like you're cheating on your uh, I, I did well, on my wife, but like a girlfriend maybe. Um. <laughs> here's the thing, I, eight, and man, I, this isn't an ATL commercial. I, I don't want to come off that way, but they do some things that are really world class. Their customer service is terrific. Yeah. Uh, if they don't answer, they get back to you right away. And you know, I, those are people I want to give my money to. Yeah. Um, the other company is is good, but they're uh, let's just say ATL is the best. Is the best. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. They're full service. They do a really good job, um, and I use their website. By the way, actually, I don't even use a website. I use I pay for the website, put the content on my own on my own website to pay them is for the right to do that. But I I like their content. I think they do a really good job, and I like being in their system. Um, what if it goes in without a court appointed representative, Debbie? I'm not sure I understand your question because in a probate, by definition, the person who owns the property is dead. Somebody has to ask the court for permission. Or authority to sell the property, and they're going to be a court-appointed representative of some sort. Now, there's court-appointed. There's two ways to say that. Really, you apply to be the you know the petitioner is, is, is petitioning the court to be approved as the executive or the administrator. Sometimes the court doesn't like the who the person is, and they'll appoint somebody. And generally, judges have a resource list of 
um, people who were professional court-appointed attorneys that they'll appoint, particularly in conservatorships and guardianships. Conservatorship is somebody who doesn't have the capacity to make the decisions. Guardianships are over children. But I think your question is really more, what if it goes without a court-appointed representative? But on a probate, somebody's going to be representing the estate because the person owns the property is deceased. There's no way, really way to say it other than that. Um, ADL is all the leads. Alltheleads.com is one of the leading probates. There we go. The answer's in the chat box. So I'm sorry, I'm just kind of catching up. And yes, Chad is Chad Corbett. Both uh, Randy and I work regularly with Chad. Um, did I catch it? Oh, question. Why do you check the data against the tax, tax records? Is that just to see that who owns the property? What's the purpose behind that? Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that the file, the probate lead or file, uh, has real estate attached. Um, what, you know, there are some coaches or some training that says, well, don't delete any, you know, don't scrub any out or delete any out because that might not, you know, that particular property that's in the file may not be, uh, may not show that there's other properties in the state. But, you know, I'm willing to take that chance. I mean, we're getting so many right now. Um, like the last few months, we get between 200 and 300 files per month. And, wow. uh, and I just, you know, just what I found is it's not worth it working, trying to work with uh, a PR who it doesn't look like there's property. So uh, my, so we check against the tax record to make sure that the real estate in the file is, uh, is owned by the decedent. Now you're, you're a successful agent and you're, and you're paying somebody else four bucks an hour to clean up the database. Right. Agents who are starting out and, and they're scraping money to get the data, I tell them, go ahead and call them all. And if you delete out the ones that aren't productive, the second time you call, because you should call every 90 days, you now have a scrub list and you did it yourself and you have to pay anything for that. So depends where you are. When Randy says he's scrubbing again, you're talking to a guy who closed how much business last year, Randy, approximately? Uh, and GCI was uh, 280. Okay, uh, this so, year, I'm on track for 400. So he's on track to gross $400,000 in his business. He cannot afford to take go through a list of phone numbers and check them online. He can pay somebody in the Philippines, you know, four bucks, six bucks an hour to do that work. That makes sense. He can spend more time calling. For new agents, you don't have the money. Uh, and also, I would say, if you're calling in your area, there's still somebody you're talking to. For a newer agent, I would spend time on, on scrubbing the list as much. And yes... Yes, you talk to people who don't own property, but generally, if they own property, they have somebody else in their life who does. And uh, I wouldn't ask for referrals, but just don't make too big a deal of it. We get so caught up on being efficient when we don't make money. I don't know. I, I, that one well, always gets and me. Add, and, and I'll add to that. Uh, and yeah, number one is that's how I started out. I just called them all because yeah. I needed to learn. I mean, one way you yeah. know that you got to learn, talk to people who have real estate or don't have real estate. The conversations may be different. And you just, but look, we learn about this process by talking to people in the process. So it's important to have those conversations with people, at least starting out, who don't have real estate to say, well, why did you file probate? And then you learn, well, there's a bank account with like $25,000 or there's a car. So if I didn't have those conversations, I wouldn't yeah. know about that stuff. So the, you gave the best advice, just call them, just talk yeah. to all those people. Yeah. And then when I decided that I wanted to scrub the list, at first I didn't VA virtual assistant wasn't on my mind. I had my son at home do it. He was 14. There wasn't you go. doing anything. It's like, look, I'll pay you, you know, 20 bucks. Check this against the tax record. Put down the Fortnite and let's get some, yeah. let's get some business done. <laughs> yeah. Like you could look, you can make this money by a video game. Do this, spend a couple hours. Uh, Beautiful. Take care of it for me. 
Beautiful. Next thing you know, he's running a program and he's getting the probate list. Of <laughs> not you, but that's another story. <laughs> um, how do we get a list of probate resources? So on my website, billgross.esprealty.com, um, on the far right side, there's a list of probate resources, and one of them is probate data. It's actually linked in the chat uh, notes as well. Um, if you're in San Antonio, Texas, how would I go about finding a list of probate? And I can answer that. I, I, there's a list on my website of the different sources. Alltheleads.com is a source that Randy uses for data. They're a good one. And there's a couple others I would check them. But for sure, I know All the Leads has data in San Antonio, uh, whatever county that is. Um, can you provide recommendations for a probate attorney in Nevada uh, or a LDA, which is a something document assistant, licensed document assistant, but somebody who'll provide the forms for you or like a paralegal that can assist with probate document preparation. I know I use easy-probate.com, their national service, do a great job. I've had them interviewed on my show a couple of times. Randy, do you have a, uh, but somebody needs an attorney, do you have an attorney in um, Las Vegas that you recommend? Yeah, I have a handful of attorneys uh, okay. and, and why it's important for me to have a handful because some of them, you know, they have different fee stru structures and what yep. anyone will find working in probate is sometimes the PR or, or the family, they don't have any money, all the, all the assets or the money is tied up in the real estate. Uh, so I have an, a few attorneys who will take a small fee up front and, and then get paid on the back end. Yeah. Uh, and that's been very helpful for a, a lot of people who just don't have the resources. Do you want to shout out some names or do you want somebody to call you if they have some uh, yeah, referral? Just, just call, text, email. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be happy to, to share with you, um, you, you know, the list of who I, who I, hold on, not only is not only affordable and, and have uh, reasonable fee structures, but are also have the, are aligned with the right values right. of wanting to help families, are compassionate, answer the phone when somebody calls. I talked to a PR the other day and, you know, some of these big firms, uh, not even the paralegal knows what's going on and, and can talk, share with a PR what is going on with the file. And it is, right. it, I'm not saying, not a judgment. They have a way they run their business. Uh, the handful of attorneys that I refer to um, are not like that. They, they, they have great customer service skills and will, if they don't answer the phone or can't get them on the phone, they'll call back within you know reasonable time. Um. And shameless plug, I have a uh, Las Vegas, in fact, he lives in Henderson. My very good friends moved to Henderson 10 years ago. His practice was more in family, um, like adoptions and, and kind of specialized area. And he's moved into estate planning and probate for like the last five years. And he called me out of the blue and said, I saw your YouTube and I'd love to be on your show. So uh, Rob Saul's a local attorney and maybe you guys should meet up. So, yeah, good friend. send me his info. I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow. Good friend of mine and uh, he's going to be on our show here in a couple of weeks. Um, okay, uh, I'm in Volusia County, Florida. I, I think I didn't put together your question. Um, virtual assistant. So I'll say I'll say this, Randy. How, how do you handle virtual assistants? For me, I use um, Upwork, and one of my general strategies is I try to find a simple task that's repetitive, and I'll actually assign it to two people. I'll hire two people for a couple hour task that's a weekly thing, mm -hmm. and I'll just hire. I'll continue with one that's better of the two. I just find it so cheap. You know, four bucks an hour, six bucks an hour. Some of the things that we're doing, it just is, isn't worth getting too involved in saving nickels. If they're good, I find they'll do things in an hour that would take me two hours to do. Randy, what do you use for virtual assistants? Yeah, so uh, so I had a friend. I have a friend here in town who I've known for 12 years. He's been telling me about, he has a, a business, well, he's Filipino. So he has a business that assigns virtual assistants. He's been telling me about it for 10 years. Finally, last year, I said, you know what? I, I think they could help. 
And uh, I was able to not only turn over some of this probate stuff, uh, but she's also my bookkeeper. Uh, she, I just started a YouTube channel. It's, you know, I'm novice compared to where you at, but she manages my YouTube channel. She helps with some other marketing stuff. She's there. She's just great. She, and, and those, these VAs, they want to work. She asked me, yeah. what else do you have me to yeah. do? You know, yeah. it's not like people yeah. like, could find here in town where it's like, you gotta, you know, you know, beat them to work. She wants, she wants to work. She's asking every day, Hey, do you have anything else for me to work on? And I'm working on trying to get her more to do. Is that good? You know, because it's so cheap on one hand, the other hand, it's like an accountability. I know my business blossomed when I was a recruiter. I worked for a large century 21. I made them larger. And the problem I had was the admin staff was so weak. They just, they weren't responsive to me. They weren't good. They weren't skilled. And so I started outsourcing my own business. Eventually I had, you know, I was spending 40 hours a week, but at 40 bucks, I mean, $40 an hour, I was spending 160 a week. I was making a lot more than that. And the owner came to me and said, well, I want that for my company. And I said, well, you know, uh, you got to pay for it. I, that's how that's how life works. But uh, the virtual assistants are really a way to leverage your time. And I think also challenge you to build your business because uh, you take care of families, um, you know, all around the world. It's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, so I have, well, and I'll just add, so I have the, the VA, and then I also have an in-office full-time assistant. Okay. What does the in-office assistant do versus the virtual so assistant? Uh, well, she does all my transaction coordination. Uh, she now handles calls, emails, you know, from listings. I mean, you know, when we put a listing up, you know, for the, basically the last 14 months, uh, I, it was like putting me out of business. My phone, text, email from agents, and thank, and I appreciate that they all want to see the property. Right. Um, but she ha so she handles all the calls, you know, uh, appointments, inspections. Nice. Uh, and then some, also helps with some marketing stuff. Nice. Well, um, look, we've, uh, we're coming up on our end here. So I just want to, uh, oh, somebody asked a question. The service I mentioned is easy-probate.com. I put that in the chat box. And I've had the owner, Byron Botris, on my call a couple of times, and he's going to come on again in May to announce some really big upgrades to their service. But they're more of a, the, you know, you have one party and there's no arguments and they just need the paperwork filed. They do a good job of that. They're not, they have an attorney service as well, but they're really ideal for just somebody who has to file a probate to get the house sold and they're all kind of on board with what they need to do um, and uh, works out real well. Um, Jennifer asks, are you able to share your friend who has a VA company? Yeah, yeah. And they, well, he, if you want to put my uh, contact information, his name is Noel Casimiro. He has like 10 businesses here in town. He also does something called the Foodie Fest and he does a lot of festivals. Um, his name is Noel. If you email me or text or whatever, I'll connect you and Noel and uh, he'll take it from there. Can I put your contact info in the chat box, yeah, your please. phone and yeah, email? Okay. Put it in there. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So Randy's with Keller Williams, phone number 702 239 8400. 702 239 8400. And his email is randysellslv at gmail.com. Randy sells Las Vegas. So when you come up to the sign, that Las Vegas sign right below that, there's a for sale sign with Randy's name and picture on it. Anything from that part forward, he sells uh, nothing below that, right? Let me, Bill, if it's okay, I'll just want to add one more thing and I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. Is I, I mentioned earlier, I just started a YouTube channel a, a few months ago. Nice. Uh, mine is, is different than yours, so we're not, uh, well, nobody can compete with you, but uh, mine is, is just directed towards, uh, you know, after working in this field, we really want to help people. Like I, if I could help that nobody would go have to go through probate, that is part of my goal. Um, so I've 
started this channel to talk about probate and estate planning to help maybe if I help one person to get a trust and so they don't have to go through probate, then then shoot, I did something. So uh, I'm going to put it in there, but it's just, I guess on YouTube, put in Randy Milmeister probate. I, I think it should come up. So I'm just going to put that in there. Yeah, I put in YouTube.com. I do this all the time. YouTube.com and then put in uh, Randy Milmeister, M-I-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, and it pops up. And I'll put the link in the chat box as well. Um, and there you go. Um, great. We're coming up on our hour, so i got to run off here. Randy, yeah. thank you so much. It was, it's always fun to chat with you, but I really appreciate your giving of your business and insights to other agents and like you who started out. We're here now giving to the people behind us. So thank you yeah. so much for participating today. And congratulations on your amazing success in real estate in general and probate in particular. I really appreciate yeah, being a colleague you. of yours. Thanks, so, everyone, for coming. Thank you. So I'm Bill Gross, and we do this every week. It's probateweekly.com, probateweekly.com. You can see me uh, on social media at Bill Gross EXP. I have a YouTube channel with a lot of these videos. We do this every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we live stream it on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn uh, and record it and put it there as well. So thank you so much for being on the call today.